Uh, they both score like fucking amazing goals, but Harry Kane's English is fucking atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> Time. I'm Jordan Robinson. I'm Darren Matthews. Hello. Darren, how was your week? My week was great because I was off work, it was class. Yeah, perfect. And um, my county actually won something on an all-hour level, so on that, I'm fucking great. And also, you know what, we'll talk about the other great thing later it, on, because you're not going to like it. Exactly, exactly. And uh, also, we have a very special guest today. He is special, in yeah. many ways. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Cora. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm just smiling because you said he is special and I'm just I'm filled with joyous, sad, childlike emotion. You said that okay? Is that sort okay? of said a nice thing like that. <laughs> yeah, I just reacted with some genuine happiness and you're like oh my god what the fuck's that <laughs> I'm Irish we're not like <laughs> yeah. we're constantly miserable get them people. emotions back in check boy <laughs> pretty much we brought uh, Cormac on today to um, well basically you're going to tell us as a proper Celtic fan because I'm not a proper oh Celtic fan oh my god I'm not at all I'm only like uh, the, the sectarian funny kind of Celtic fan not like yeah, actual you know watch stupid matches or like old firm ones armchair Celtic oh yeah 100% you're yeah. here to tell us what's going, what's going wrong later in the show but uh, we'll uh, we'll cover our, our, our opener firstly yeah so uh, pre-season for the NBA starts on the 11th of December are you excited Darren? Uh, um, what's the NBA again? NBA basketball mm-hmm. big tall lads yeah nah, don't nobody yeah. catch the ball don't yeah. no, no, don't, <laughs> don't have feel with that well, yeah, no, it's it's just weird because it's starting slightly later than bef- uh, than it normally does, and uh, yeah, they'll be playing a full season essentially, which will be fun. Well, well, I mean, they're able to play full seasons. Is it going to be empty courts? Uh, you see, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I feel like the Americans don't give a fuck. They probably yeah, around the stadiums. Like, so it's, it's indoors, isn't it? As yeah. Well? yeah. Get 50,000 people in last game and then wonder why the COVID was. Yeah. <laughs> Can you why imagine how. Like, see, imagine like football, Premier League football is like indoors on like a wooden floor. I just, I mean, I just have so much less respect for it. It just. The NBA just reminds me of gym too much. Yeah, you're like, this is PE. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's too PE. Yeah, yeah it's professional PE. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, Millwall fans uh, booing the, um, the the taking the knee, the taking the knee, the Derby County, not the Colin Kaepernick taking the knee. No, the well, they probably would be against that too. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, so apparently they booed during uh, the when they all took the knee. Did, uh, the, did those Millwall end. fans arrive not by train but by time machine from the eighties? <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone thought that maybe the Millwall fans were booing because they weren't like shown enough respect? <laughs> like, like <laughs> they want maybe they're booing saying you should form like the ultimate. They get on your hands and knees and cry. Maybe like you're immediately assuming that they're racist, but yeah. could be yeah. you're the racist for exactly. Assuming. Yeah, yeah. Lads, it's, it's a difficult time we live in. You could just say the wrong thing and everyone would accuse you of being racist. Yeah, exactly. Cormac, you've been banned from Facebook a few times for making jokes. No, ridiculous. So, <laughs> so mad. I dare you. But most of my bands have been for just using the word either Fenian or Tig, and I'm like, but is that not like me? I can yeah. literally say it. I have like the Irish passport. Give me a few to drop. You're but, like, yeah. I'm taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our word you can't use that word I love it how the two Catholic people in the room were able to make the whole Black Lives Matter uh, thing <laughs> yeah. about them absolutely absolutely how can we how can we make this about us but I mean dude that's it we, we live in uh, in Northern Ireland or Cormac the North of Ireland mm-hmm. and uh, that's what happens uh, how can we make this about us how can we make a, a global pandemic about pigs and hunger <laughs> yeah true true <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be putting up flags of like opposing vaccine manufacturers, <laughs> like Fit- Fitzer on the falls, and then there's some like Monsanto on the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it's funny because it's probably going to be true. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, moving on, Barcelona are still shite. That's no surprise at this point. Yes, they're um, they lost at the weekend there against Cadiz two one. Have they decided to sell everybody yet? Not yet. I thought this was I thought that was the plan to save their sort of finances and was that not the idea was to pretty much ditch the team, try and play for a few years through your academy and see how you go. Well, I don't know what Ronald Koeman's doing like because was he with Everton for a while? Koeman was. Was he Aaron? He yeah. was in the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he was a Barcelona player himself. So yeah, exactly. Barcelona legend. Pretty much he's what I'm going to look like when I'm older. Yeah, pretty much. This. Are they still dominating that league? Like, as far last time I checked in, they were like the Man United of the 90s in whatever league they were in. Oh, yeah, in La Liga. Yeah, I know they're, they're on their arse now. But right what, enough. was it a sudden change? No, I think it was like a capitulation from like th- about three years of kind of poor results. Yeah. But, just, um, yeah, it's it's looking like... So they've had a real downfall, like almost like a United-esque it, downfall? It looks like it, but I don't think there's like a specific reason for it. Yeah. Um, like the way when United went down, it was because Fergie left. Like with the appointment of Koeman, I don't know, you could make the argument that since Guardiola left... Mm-hmm. They've kind of been Would like you say like United are still on the downward trajectory, or like this is them kind of they're like leveled out, and they're just going to be this kind of like level of a club? No, we've leveled out, and we'll just be. I mean, I am a United fan. I was like, yeah. it's pretty much leveled off or bottomed out. If it's you will. not got any worse, but it's not got any better. No, I don't think so. It'll be we we potentially could be the new Arsenal trying to finish fourth every year, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to get into the Champions League to keep the club floating. So Arsenal Wenger was a was not a great football tactician, but he was an amazing businessman. <laughs> it's it's so weird. Honestly, I was never like a huge. Like football fan, but I did. Like I always like knew how big Man United were and how popular they were. Yeah. And it genuinely shocked me when they fail like so much. I was like, I thought they were just going to be big forever and yeah. ever. It was the one constant in my life. Yeah, like, that, literally that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now like my parents are divorced. Like, it actually shocked me. That <laughs> like, United were always there. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing sacred, you know what I mean? <laughs> but they had them. Um, I suppose. Maybe Barcelona will go that same way, where it'll be imagine like a Champions League without Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Fuck. That, imagine, that, I mean, if even if they don't, if they can manage to stop slide enough, imagine Barcelona even fucking disgracing themselves in the Europa League. Yeah, they've never been in it, so oh. that's crazy. That's terrifying because I mean, that's Spain crazy. was such a fucking two potentially three horse race for so long. Yeah, and now it looks like Atletico are going to walk the league. Them and Sociedad are top. Real Madrid are fourth. And they're almost like there is a real chance that they won't get into the knockout stages of the Champions League. Yeah, but you know my you know my well veiled thoughts on Real. Fuck Real Madrid. Okay? Exactly. Franco's Franco team. Yeah. <laughs> was that some Spanish, Spanish war reference? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on to uh, some local sport. Uh, Lauren win the Candy Andron Shield after thirty three years of waiting. Thir- was there a big weight on that? I didn't even know. Yeah, well, well, well they, Lauren weren't even in the top flight for how yeah, long? Yeah, they, they, they've only got, gone up like the past, what, two seasons or something like that? Yeah. So, and they um, beat Glenn Torrin 4-3 on penalties at CD. Actually, one of the things that I saw, and not totally sure of the context, but the Glenn Torrin manager said, we got what we wanted out of the game. Yeah. You didn't win the game. <laughs> yeah, so you I'm not totally sure. You didn't get the trophy, you fucking liar. <laughs> it's it's going to be like when Rafa Benitez was, was manager of Liverpool, and whenever they, got, they lost the game, he used to go, well, you know, we, we, we learn. <laughs> we play good games. Maybe it's like a wee wink wink. No, don't judge me. I have a few bad songs. Like, I, don't want, I got what I needed out of the game. Don't be worried about that. Oh, my, my laundry is ready. Thank you. Big, huge bag. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was like, he was fucking. I mean, he's got to go to penalties. He's down. He's down. Patty Pot request a bit. Um, on the penalties, we're gonna lose. <laughs> oh fuck, that's fun. Um, but yeah, now moving on to uh, another local sport. Um, 
so the Belfast Giants season was abandoned this year obviously because of COVID and stuff like that and um, there was talk that there was going to be a, a 16 league uh, and the teams that wouldn't be able to support themselves without the fan income would uh, not participate but like the big ones like uh, Belfast, Sheffield, Cardiff all those teams would go into the league and play just like a normal season um, so the Elite League itself uh, applied for funding from Sports NI um, and they did not receive anything but uh, it was confirmed that £4 million was given to each of the teams in the league but only for English teams so the likes of Glasgow uh, Glasgow, Dundee uh, uh, or not Edinburgh um, Cardiff. Fife, Cardiff uh, all didn't get any funding but places like Manchester, uh, Guildford, um, Sheffield, Nottingham, all got the £4 million. Uh, who's funding it? The English government? The English government, Or the UK yeah. as a whole? Like. No, well, you see, technically the league is the UK as a whole because mm. it has uh, Team Scotland, England, uh, Northern Ireland, Wales. Um, but, yeah, we're just... Oh, so uh, the league that they play in is only going to pay the, the English ones? No, no, no. The, so the government's offered this bailout uh, and it's got what like oh you're out yeah, yeah something like 24 million and it's all going toward all the English clubs yeah that's ridiculous yeah I thought maybe it was English councils or something but if it's the government itself yeah that's oh, ridiculous anger. sounds like another reason for Scottish independence yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking do it the Welsh are starting to rumble as well <laughs> yeah exactly we're running out of country apparently we're some sort of state protectorate <laughs> could you imagine like if Wales just stopped being a thing and Gareth Bale started playing for England no then you can't you're not allowed to do that the Welsh are uh, the Welsh are a colour for the people Actually, there's more fucking... You speak about Irishman. There's more people that speak Welsh in Wales than there is speak Irish in Ireland. And there's yeah. only fucking five million then. Well, I've heard in, in Wales it's like one in three, I think. Pretty That's much very speak good. It, but in Ireland it's about 10%. And so. Welsh is supposed to be the hardest language in the world to learn. Real? I've heard uh, Japanese and Arabic might be insane if you're from like a... Western culture. Yeah, Western culture. Apparently they're in unbelievably hard. Yeah, yeah. And when um, you're like, this is the rule of how But yeah, no, Welsh world. is different because um, there's a huge crossover between uh, Scots Gaelic and Irish Gaelic. Like, and then Manx has its own Gaelic too, which is like yeah. really identical to Irish and unspecifically uh, Ulster Irish. Cornish, was, uh, Cornish as well, but um, Welsh is completely different. Like, it's spe- it, all the spelling and stuff is different. Right, so we can't basically let Wales disappear. Yeah, yeah. it's its own cool little Here, look, and plus the other thing is, Gareth Bill can't go off for fucking Spurs. He's not going <laughs> to. Yeah, he's not going to take Sancho off the fucking start line of England like. yeah I was watching that I was like watching Spurs and Arsenal just going everyone made such a big deal with Bale coming back and yeah. he's not he's getting he played like, yeah LaCelso's getting on before him it was weird um, so yeah let's get on to this week in sport this week in sport this week in sport okay yep yeah, ready to go um, so in this week in sport uh, we'll start on Monday the 30th uh, Fulham actually won a game of football, <laughs> so that's which I'm quite impressed with. Uh, beat Leicester two one. Did you watch the game? Uh, I only saw highlights that one. <clears throat> Fulham are what second from bottom, just above Sheffield. Yep. Which you know is crazy that they're beating Leicester, who were so good last season. Uh, obviously winning the league and then just capitulating to getting beat by fucking Leicester. Getting beat by Fulham now. The scores are. Is there anything suspicious about the goals or anything? See, I like an Irish slip. Uh, well, I don't know. Scott Parker <laughs> looked very proud of himself, so I don't know if he, I don't know, greased up the goalposts or something. <laughs> I, don't I don't know how that would make a difference either, um, to be honest. But uh, yeah, he uh, wasn't really much in it. I think Lookman scored, didn't he? The guy. Yeah, Lookman scored the first, and then it was actually a little penalty that uh, um, Fulham scored after missing like three and a little bounce yep. so and then Harvey Barnes uh, scored in the 86th minute but it was quite t- tight at the end like, 
Might as well because obviously Fulham got two goals out of five shots on target and 30% possession so obviously didn't see the ball but scored two goals you watch it you watch as much win win lad win win Um, it's like a stuck clock is right twice a day it's like eventually they had to win just by the the laws of 11 men being on the pitch and then the good news of your week yeah start of the week yeah oh yeah it didn't end well but yeah this was great Um, West Ham uh, we're playing Aston Villa at home Uh, they won they won 2-1 to be fair, scored early, Albana scored early, uh, and it was uh, 2-0 when Jared Bowen scored. Uh, no, sorry, 2-1, Jack Reeler scored in the first half. Uh, but, okay, the penalty miss, uh, it was a penalty. Uh, I will go out on the limb and say it was a penalty, but thank God he missed it. But then the Ollie Watkins goal that was disallowed because of the VAR, bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Now, they should have scored, should have been 2-2. And that's coming from a West Ham fan. Like, have you been enjoying the VAR? Have you seen all the controversy? Basically, with the I have. Yeah, it's still flag up like every match. Like, it's an every fucking ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Match, like, it's, so it really has changed. Like the fundamentals of. Like, I reckon if they bring it in the FIFA, you'll smash your TV. Right <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there people like who still really have gone off the game because of it, or has it been like that bad? It's, or? it's the debate every week because it's so inconsistent. Um, yeah. But I thought it, it would have eliminated any inconsistency. It was mad just, it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, Guy Bamford who plays for Leeds he yeah. was offside because he was pointing where he wanted the guy to pass the ball but that meant his arm was offside so they were like oh my he's god offside. Like, he can't fucking score with his hand yeah, yeah. so he's he's leaning so he's he's onside but he's leaning forward and being like put the ball there yeah. like in, in the, the, the thing they stopped and then they're like no he's offside because he's leaning into the space I'm like Oh, this is, how, like, this is how exact it is. Yeah, yeah. But and then to the letter where somebody's like, "Fuck's sake, he's yeah. not going to score." And you used no to like sense. a little bit of drama in football, you know, when the referee made a completely wrong decision and all, and you were like, "Oh, he hit that bastard," <laughs> and you'd send them death threats or something. <laughs> you know, it was a good. There's a whole tradition of that. Yeah, yeah. You can't even send bar death threats. Kind of it's a machine it just shreds them. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's just just deletes yeah, that email. The cold hard <laughs> machine. Um, moving on. <laughs> To Tuesday, uh, Shakhtar beat Real Madrid 2 0 again, second time they've beaten them in the Champions League. Oh, yes, Champions League this week was. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Um, the, the real highlight was definitely Shakhtar winning 2 0 after the 3 2 win the first time they played. Certainly wasn't how they played fucking PSG. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Liverpool beat Ajax 1 0 at Anfield, um, and Inter beat Mucin Gladbach 3 uh, 2 uh, in Borussia. Uh, in Borussia. Mujin Gladbach Stadium, I think the, I don't know, Borussia Park or something like that. Um, but it, the only reason that I mentioned that game is because uh, for the first time in fucking, I don't know how long, um, like easily a generation, Real Madrid might not make it to the knockout stage of the Champions League if Mujin Gladbach beat someone, if, if Mujin Gladbach beat, uh, I think it's Shakhtar, and Inter beat Real Madrid. Then Real Madrid and won't qualify. Won't qualify. Jesus, that, that that's one for the uh, statisticians or statistician? Statistician, statistician. Uh, uh, yeah. Whoever likes facts and figures needs to go and fucking find out when the last time Real Madrid didn't get out of their group. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's fucking weird. But uh, moving on to Wednesday, uh, United against PSG at Old Trafford. Oh fuck! Yeah, battle night for United. Um, I, uh, I watched that. Was just like, what is going on? I'm I'm fairly convinced. Like now, Andy Martial is from Paris. I think mm. he may be some sort of Parisian double agent because mm. he he scored an OG in the first time they played them. Yeah. And then in this game, he missed. He drove one straight at the keeper and he drove one straight over the bar. And I was like. Two, this is fucking double agent here. Yeah, Half him waterboarded immediately and find out what he's up to. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one. No, no, United tanks. United three one. To be fair, I don't think it was like a tanking, but uh, yeah, it wasn't nice to watch. This, it was, yeah, there yeah. was a constant threat of scoring, and then just the goal at the end was like something you'd score in the playground. You know what I mean? We're like nobody's marking, nobody's marking somebody, and the yeah, guy's yeah. just standing on his own. But and yeah, it was later on. Like, but uh, Marquinhos had a great game, uh, even though technically it was an own goal. Or yeah, it was an own goal because it bounced off him. But yep. Rashford was given the goal. Um, Chelsea beating Sevilla four nil. Shrewd scoring all four. Uh, yeah, it's a decent wee player. Like. Yeah, four goals is fucking class. And he got another goal there the other day. So he's uh, five in a week or six in a week or something he scored. That's how you do it. Um, moving on to third place game, uh, Celtic got beat two nil or four two. Sorry, uh, by um, AC, Milan. AC Milan. I think we should take positives from this. At least they fucking scored. Yeah, yeah. And there's been a lot of zeros on the uh, <laughs> on the, the Celtic scoreboard. Like, when did Celtic's like troubles begin? Because it's kind of bubble, it's climax now on social media and people are going ballistic. But like, I, I mean, I honestly am a complete amateur. Do you know like when Celtic's real troubles began? Was it like the AC Milan thing? No, no. Like, I think it was. I mean, like Rangers are what eleven points clear of them or how yes. far are they? Yeah, yeah something like that. It's it's not a tight race like they yeah. keep just. Completely and Rangers just came back like they're only back for two uh, seasons. They, they, yeah, they've been in uh, the SPL for uh, what two seasons now, two three seasons yeah. back to competing and like when they were in the championship beating uh, Celtic for the Scottish Cup was like a huge thing. Yeah. So I think it's from then, but you could argue it's back from eighteen eighty eight when Celtic uh, were <laughs> but. I'm not going to make that uh, that call. Um, Arsenal beat Rapid Vienna four one. Uh, Rangers beat Standard Liège three uh, two. And yeah, Rangers are going through in the Europa League oh knockout stages. God. And Celtic are out. Celtic are so bad. They're oh. actually making Rangers like inspiring. <laughs> like I'm like, oh my god, they came back from nothing and now they're beating Celtic. Have loads of money, <laughs> as many fans as they need, and Rangers have nothing. I mean, I would think they're their own car park. Do they? I would think the big thing. With the the Celtic thing is of all the seasons to make an absolute balls of it. Oh yeah, yeah. ten yeah. in a row. Oh, oh for fuck's sake! Yeah. Wait, yeah. if they win this one, this is the ten in a row. Yeah. Oh my god! So they've done ten in a row, but oh, so that that oh, that makes a lot of sense. By the so, oh, I mean, so, like so you don't angry. you don't want to give away the league to anybody, but whenever it's such a historic moment where you're like the, the first team to ever do it. Are you telling me to start back from one then? Yeah. Oh fuck! I, I, there's no way. <laughs> I will make it. I will make it to see another tender. Please, Rangers, just do it. Yeah. I mean, you could be dead this time next year. Oh, uh, yeah, it's very true. Uh, on a Saturday, Man City beat Fulham 2 0. Normal order restored, but Fulham losing. Um, Chelsea beat Leeds 3 1 at Stamford Bridge. And I'm pretty sure that's all the games we have to talk about on Saturday. There's no other games that we should talk about. <sighs> Alright, let's just talk about the other one. Okay. Uh, so uh, I feel bad doing it, but you fucking love when we lose, so yeah, you jump exactly. in here. Uh, so yeah, West Get Ham, on board. West Ham got beat uh, 3-1 by Man United at the uh, London Stadium. I will say this, the definition of a game of two halves. Oh, how many times have we said this on the podcast? But Too yeah, many. Yeah, no. It's... We need more original jokes and we're only on episode 7. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's getting bad. 7th well, um, we... and final episode <laughs> of... <laughs> Yeah, we could just like put up these seven episodes one after the other, like until the end of time. Uh, yeah, uh, we played, you know, so check yourself before you wreck yourself scored. Uh, I, that's his nickname now. Um, in the first half, and we were hilarious to sitter like as well. So I genuinely thought it was like, this going to be a cricket score, lads. Uh, and then Maddie came on in the second half, uh, and I was just like, here, in the bag. Uh, and then he scored like three goals in three minutes <laughs> I, I was going to say it was uh, 65, 68 and 78 now the definition of 
possibly how poorly that that went from West Ham in the first half to West Ham in the second half. Mm-hmm. Paul Pogba scored. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, and you, 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 you well. done fucked up, son. If Pogba scores again, <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> wasn't he meant to be like hot shit at the start? And everyone was like, oh, oh Pogba was no, dog shit. Yeah. Well, we Pogba's coming, Pogba. <laughs> We sold him for a million years ago, bought him back for a hundred million, and probably should have just kept that million. Yeah, so he's really huge. He's that he's, he wages. hasn't been. Whatever. He hasn't been inspirational. Now look, there's plenty of players that have come to different clubs from like big names that have come to different places and just went in their face. Or hmm. when people are like, oh, they don't suit the league. I'm like, here, you're either fucking good at football or you're not. So yeah, we yeah. paid. We paid yet. We paid a hundred million. There's a ball put it in the net. You figure it out. Here, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not it's literally paid like the underground league. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, um, it was was it both had six shots on target, and United managed to convert the three of them, so it wasn't mm. too bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Rashford, Greenwood, and Pogba. Pogba's goal was good. Uh, Greenwood actually did very well to get turned. Mm. He sort of yeah, yeah, hit yeah. it with the same footy control it with. Yeah, it was pretty very, cool. Very weird. Um, but the first goal, uh, could we could we have a discussion about that? Was it Pogba's goal? Yeah. Um, the, with Dean Henderson giving the assist. Was it? Does that count as the assist? Uh no sorry it was it was Fernandez um with the assist but uh when Dean Henderson hit it out and VAR checked if it went uh out for throwing uh it did but then they just gave it as it's a good goal so another reason uh how VAR fucked up how far see when the VAR thing how far back did they track it in the play because obviously the ball goes out mm-hmm. and like back well, in from play I, I yeah I th- I think uh. Actually, that's I. I don't think they would have called it if it wasn't if it didn't end as a goal. But because it did, they felt obliged to check it, and when they did, they still gave it. Like so, you can just argue the point more that it's fucking useless. You know, well, look, it was an idea that obviously fixed problems in refereeing and umpires, but it's yeah. obviously led to different dramas. Like as you said, Cormac, mm. you miss when there's like a wee bit of drama in the game. Yeah. I probably prefer <clears throat> that over how clinical and shit it is. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes it's just like. I know that that, that that guy's left back is offside so yeah, can't yeah, give yeah. it I'm just like but with a bit of common sense he's leaning into the game yeah. fucking and I used to love as well when you would see like a referee and you're like oh he has to make a call here and you're like oh you, and, like, and you're just watching her going like he's going to be hated if yeah. he does it and you like he when you judged him right now. they can just lean back in the bar now and be like well no, 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 oh, yeah, taking out of my hands lads yeah. do that so VR basically goes up to like a room full of referees but then the referee goes and can watch it on TV as well and he chats them like a walkie talkie yeah. and they're like what do we do lads and they're all like fuck I know mate what do you want to tell me here but look because uh, in the NHL they've been doing this for years and it's it's been, it's called taking it to Toronto uh, instead of you know going to VAR so there is a group of referees and old players that uh, uh, sit in the NHL headquarters in Toronto and review every single goal and they either give it or don't give it for like goalie interference and very little uh, kind of mix up between like genuine play and fouls and stuff like that so maybe they should look at that you know a better way of doing that idea exactly it's worth a go yeah I mean I suppose from then I mean the other thing as well is obviously Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been getting a lot of grief but really weirdly just three or four year games and you went from 17th to 5th so as you said West Ham could have won you so went to third it's, that's how tightly packed the league is mm, yeah. and you yeah. have a game in hand which could put them to second So is there a limit how many times bar can be called is it like you no. have three times Maybe something like that, like you have like yeah. one, like in tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a limited tennis and yeah, of... uh, NFL as well. The challenges. Yeah, I think they do it in cricket as well. Where you can like challenge your call. We don't talk about cricket in this podcast. <laughs> do we not? I fucking hate cricket. It's it's a pointless game. Oh. It's uh, it's decent work. Yeah. You can watch highlights, 
of just people hitting sixes. <laughs> yeah, Isn't there no time limit on the games or something like that? Like um, it's just that it's indefinite play until someone wins. It depends. There's one like day in the Nationals where both teams feel the bat, and then you have test matches which last for a week. Now the match it is I whenever I whenever I lived in Australia, somebody's like, "Do you want to come and try cricket?" And I was like, "Tell me about this cricket." And they're like, right. So you're going to be out in direct sunlight for eight hours. No, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. That's not going to suit me at all. And I was like, and tell me more about this. They're like, you can play for a week and draw. I was like, get the fuck. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> like, I was like, we, we play for an hour and it's done. And then we all go to the bar. That's, like, that's how it works. Yeah. That's how you do it. If you like, can like, stop in the middle for sandwiches, <laughs> fuck right off. Yeah, exactly. That's not a sport. That's a hobby. Yeah. I like the guy who just seen cricket and he's like, right, no risk of rounders now. We're going to cut all this shit out. <laughs> That guy's a legend. Pretty much what it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, rounders is good. Cricket, just fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Ancient, <laughs> unfriendly spectators. <laughs> rounders, the, the, the forgotten Gaelic sport. Yeah. How could you come up with the codes? <laughs> How could you come up with such a shit sport? Like, they had gladiatorial combat in Roman times. Like, they knew, they knew what was entertaining. And someone was like, here's a sport that lasts a week. <laughs> and you can draw. Oh, uh, the English. Um, Chelsea beat uh, Leeds 3 1. That was a pretty decent uh, result. Patrick Bamford scoring again. The Leeds goal was class. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. It's a real shame whenever you, there's like a brilliant goal, but you lose 3 1. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody reckon, remembers yeah. your brilliant goal. I reckon Bamford's going to be away. Yeah, he'll probably go to Chelsea or something like that. Go back to Chelsea even because he spent his youth career there. So I could see him going back to Chelsea. Like. Uh, who knows but uh, moving on to Sunday the game of the season so far for me uh, was Tottenham against Arsenal the North London derby it was a fucking quality game 10 out of 10 would watch again goals by Human Son and Harry Kane and there's only one difference between those two players because they both play for Tottenham one's Asian uh, no 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 oh, okay. not even that I didn't uh, even notice that difference that's how aggressive I was too busy on my hands and knees praying for equality <laughs> So yeah, they both play for Tottenham. Uh, uh, they both score like fucking amazing goals. But Harry Kane's English is fucking atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Paddy Power put up a brilliant joke and they said um, it was a, a light rain starting to fall here in North London. Oh no, wait, they're just doing a pretty much it. Harry Kane. <laughs> he cannot speak properly, uh, but uh, he can score great goals. And Human Son as well. You were texting me going like, check that goal out, and, and you're like, like, I'll have to watch it later. <laughs> match, of, match of the day. I'm fucking trying to have a wank here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Liverpool uh, won as well uh, 4-0 against Wolves but uh, a turn up for the books Shiala didn't score that is very true isn't that mental it still scored 4 so yeah, yeah didn't exactly it didn't really matter and Matip scoring and fucking Wijnaldum so I don't think they really have an issue with anything oh and the other game as well Sheffield United scored for the fuck is that the first time they scored this year no, no, no. They've definitely scored before, but they got beat again. They have an awful season. So bad. They came up last year and had a brilliant season, so it was their first year in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some sort of stat about how quickly teams, like how many teams last more than two seasons, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're in the second season and they're at the arch end of the league. So they were like fifth last year Yeah. for a majority of the league, and now they're just at the arch end with the same team, so I don't know what's exactly. going on. Yeah, well, cool. apart from Dean Henderson, who went back to United. Yes, as well. United were like, hey, he's doing quite well. Give him a phone call. Mark, who, do any of you guys know off the top of your head but who's like ever had the worst season on record? Yeah, it? uh, it's my favourite player of all time, Rory Carroll. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell me Carroll, that disaster so story. Derby County, it was the 2006-2007 season and I think all together they had like some like 31 points was it even that many? I, it could, it could even brilliant. be less I'm not quite sure I'll look it up brilliant. Yeah, but there's like a worse yeah worse record so you yeah. pretty much come up in the Premier League and just yeah under the boot heal the whole year oh it was so brilliant. bad like, I how demoralised like your fans and all they just lost after loss 
It's hard to do if you think like um, there's a, a great documentary on Netflix called Sunderland Till I Die. Oh, yeah, and it pretty much covers Sunderland coming out of the Premier League and ended up in fucking League Two. Oh, really? But they have a stadium that's built for Premier League matches, so yeah. the whole fucking it's a good downfall kind of watch. It's it? like 40,000 people, but yeah, because obviously they, they go into the you know like the first division with mm-hmm. great hope of going straight back up. And they fell back down. And nobody, no, they didn't fall back down. They went further down. Nobody sees it that coming. They're just yeah. like, Wait, what the fuck is going on here? Like Holy they got Chris shit. Coleman, who was the the Welsh coach in the Euros. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, here's like an international coach. This will be brilliant. <gasps> fuck. It was worse, wasn't it? <laughs> 11 points. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> one win. Was this Derby? Derby was this? Yeah, Derby County. <laughs> one win, eight draws and 29 losses. Uh, 20 goals scored. <laughs> 89 conceded oh god there has uh, to be a documentary about this uh, there ha- well if not we're making one there has to be holy shit because I want to know like the psychology of a player who has to go on a pitch and be up with like and just being like there's there's literally no way and we're going to win imagine, uh, not, imagine not even being one of the players imagine being one of the guys and you're like not starting imagine yeah. being in the reserve oh, yeah. team oh, yeah, team yeah, and be like what am I doing why am I wasting at least you could sit in the bench with like your hand over your face so we <laughs> can just be like here at least you know at least I'm not playing yeah, yeah, yeah. at least there's no like bright publicity on my face you know <laughs> that's oh that's crazy or the manager like yeah being him being like who would he answer to <laughs> the chairman I mean we're joking um, now but I mean with 20 missed calls you're like fucking <laughs> yeah. you're joking now if uh, Salik don't get rid of Neil Lennon or are you looking at this next oh. year yeah you never know. I love I love to be a fly on the wall, just seeing like you know how, <laughs> what they're saying to him, screaming at him. Do you know what's mad? Like, Years ago, whenever Neil Lennon was playing for Northern Ireland, he got sent bullets in the post. Yeah. I wonder has anybody in Glasgow sent him bullets in the post yet? Yeah, from the other side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The first man they get, but it's from both sides. Again. <laughs> get that beginning for me. My old joke for that used to be um, whenever Neil Lennon played for Northern Ireland, somebody sent him bullets in the post. I was like, hey, Neil Lennon's from Lurgan. He can get his own bullets. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, speaking of Celtic, you know who their top goal scorer was? Um, Derby County that year? Kenny Miller. Actually? Yeah, who played for both. Uh, top goal scorer, which scored three. <laughs> <laughs> no, he scored six, but he also played for Celtic and Rangers. And that brings it back nicely. To oh, that's cool. That's a nice Yeah, the story yeah. time. Okay. Well, no, actually, no, because we joined UGA. No, we can do GA. We, we'll cover that as well. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do the... Um, well, that will bring us in nicely to story time, actually, as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so, uh, what happened in the world of GA this weekend? The world of GA this weekend was, uh, kind of as expected, Dublin beat Tipperary by a cricket score. So No, uh, Dublin beat Cavan. Dublin beat Cavan, sorry. Tipperary lost to Mayo by mm, a uh, less not, expected yeah, score. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, Dublin hammered Cavan last week. Was that last week? No, no, it was Saturday, sorry. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday and Sunday. Because it was in Gillick, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So football, all Ireland's yeah. semi-finals, which were both played in Crow Park, which is pointless because there's no fucking fans in it. Yeah. So the argument for letting Dublin play in Crow Park all the time is they yeah. don't put their fans in because mm. it's an 80,000 seater stadium in the middle of the capital city. But there's no call from the people playing there. It's yeah. supposed to be a neutral venue for semi-finals if it's not Dublin in it. And then they're, they're like, oh, people want to play in Crow Park because it's the national stadium. I'm like, yeah, when your fans can go. Yeah. You could literally find any pitch in between the two yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. counties and be like, you're playing in Athlone, lads. Yeah. And it would be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like people aren't flocking there for like the beautiful architecture or like Dublin characters. Well, they, like, they just no, can't go to games. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't exactly. go to games. You know? Wait, so do, do you reckon they'd try for the final um, on the 19th, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, would they try and get the 2000 Croke Park kind of like they're doing in the Premiership at the minute? They're talking about that, uh, the petition to Crow Park to let the families of the players go. Mm. But then you have to be like, well, how many people's constitute a family? Yeah, yeah. have you seen an Irish Catholic family? Yeah. That's just a packed out stadium. Yeah. There's no difference. <laughs> people in the car park, we didn't even get in. 
Kim and Mahandago, or yeah. is this going to be like a fucking communion in West Belfast? <laughs> there's a line and people are stepping back because cunts are being born. <laughs> <laughs> so they had, they had to do she it. She had Let's step back these steps, everybody. Yeah, yeah. They're asking for, for that to happen. Oh, that's mental. Like. But um, yeah, that was that, that was that game, and then yeah, February they, uh, and Mayo was fairly unexpected. Yeah, Cabin, Cabin lost uh, Cabin. 12 points to 124. Yeah, that was yeah, complete trash. And I'm hoping the GAA that they're taking the knee uh, before every match. Oh, I hope that's happening. No, but no, what they did do... Oh, my God, really? That's disgusting. But what they did do after the Tipperary game was they led a race to Michael Hogan in the corner <laughs> of the Hogan stand where he was killed 100 years ago during in Bloody Sunday. Bloody Sunday, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they did that, which we covered on a previous episode of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I wanted so much for Tipperary to beat Mayo, but it wasn't the wasn't It was to not to be, because then that would have been the finalists of 100 years ago, which yeah. was Tipperary and Temporary ended up winning. Oh, of the Bloody Sunday final? Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, Jesus, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, that, that Bloody Sunday that was in November, that yeah. was like a, a challenge exhibition, game, yeah. exhibition match, because right. in September they'd previously beaten them already in mm-hmm. the All-Iron final. So it was only... It was just for like, spectators. It was just for spectators, yeah. yeah. And that's when it happened. But um, the whole point of that... Yeah, the weekend was really fucking weird, because the, the two games and then the... Intermediate and junior camogie finals were on, so Armagh beat Cavan in the junior final, mm-hmm. and Down actually beat Antrim in the intermediate. Now I would have thought Antrim being such a mad hurling county would have mm-hmm. as good a camogie team, but they're intermediates. And they all tell about those matches. TG, actually, I watched the Armagh game on the BBC iPlayer. Yeah, but you can't count can much Antrim and Down matches and stuff on TG Car or something. Uh, it was on. I think it was on BBC iPlayer as was, well. Yeah, and also on Diego as well. Diego. Any more updates about Antrim's pitch? Are they getting it? The I, I, I heard it's been built, but I don't know if that means they're any time soon. You're gonna be down outside the game, stealing. Yeah. you know make an Antrim loss a wee bit less yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take the edge off us. Here, D lads want some yellows before watching the yellows. Yeah, yeah, twenty percent discount. Twenty-five milligram saffron. <laughs> when Dublin play in Casement Park and Blues are on special. <laughs> a wee yellow Dazzy Pan with like a Bushmills logo and O'Neill's thing painted on. Well, you're cornered this market, man. Yeah. Yeah. But they have, um, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, we talked about that, I think, in a previous episode about Casement having the, the money available, but then now they have to raise more because it's taken so long to do. Yeah. The project has gone up in price, basically, from what they were quoted. Yeah. And there was some, the, the residents as well. Like, Man, I quoted you that 15 years ago. You're not <laughs> building it for that. Yeah. We all know it's Paddy McDonald giving them the quote as well. Absolutely. <laughs> One of the things I want to talk about as well about having uh, Cormac on for the Celtic thing was because the other two mad Celtic fans we know are both comedians, which is Terry McHugh and Paddy McDonald. Yeah, yeah. Long suffering bastard. Yeah, tell but, it. But um, what was the yeah the other controversy about the the Gaelic, uh, this weekend was the ladies all Ireland semi final between Cork and Galway. This bullshit. This was fucking mental. So plan was Cork plays Galway. It was supposed to be in the, the Gaelic rounds in Limerick. Mm-hmm. Limerick men are in the hurling final, and they were like, "Look, we know we you said you could have the pitch." But we need to train, so they literally moved, and all our people talk about like, uh, is, there, is there a quality yeah. in the sport? You're like, no, because the harders just went. We want to train on that pitch. Of all the fucking pitches in Limerick, like we want to use the county pitch, and like there's a game booked here for. So they were like, no, nah, you got to move. So they moved an actual final, or so they moved the semi final, all our semi final between, because it's fucking. That's demoralizing. Like it's because it's Galway playing Cork. So you're just like, right, Limerick yeah. makes sense. You just drive down, or yeah. you drive up. We're right there. In the middle. Made them drive to Dublin. What team was this? Sorry, the women's... This was the women's... Uh, women's senior All-Ireland semi-final. And I got moved That's because good. of a training session. And then we, it went to Parnell Park. It? Galway and Cork. Galway, Galway and Cork. Cork. That's why. Then it went to Parnell Park in Dublin. Mm. 
which is where Dublin are supposed to play when they're not playing at Crow Park. And then on the morning of the pitch, they were like, oh, the pitch is covered for us, it's unplayable. <laughs> so after making the two teams, the, uh, what was it? They hadn't even told the Galway team that they were, so basically the LGFA were phoning around looking for a pitch. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Crow Park's open and the grounds made up and on it because there's no Ireland semi-final on today. They pretty much phoned was like, can we play on Crow Park before the men's game? Mm-hmm. And Crow Park were like, aye, because obviously they just rented to them, like, but they were like, yeah, that's fine. Nobody told the Galway team until like, uh, I think it was less than an hour before the match, so they phoned them. They were on their way to Dublin. They'd obviously stopped somewhere in like Westmeath for breakfast. And someone had to ring them and tell them. Somebody had to phone them. By the way, you're not going to Parnell Park, you're coming to Crow Park. So they had to go and open a new change room. Galway arrived, were allowed to warm up for five minutes, and then got fucking hammered. So they literally walked <laughs> off the bus bullshit. to play. Cork had stayed in Dublin the night before, so they knew. So they weren't all cooped up the bus. They cooped up the bus. It's three hours from Galway yeah. to Dublin on a bus, like. So the girls were pretty much thrown out there, like so have a stretch and go play, and they got fucking hammered. I feel so sorry if any of those girls want to, you know, contact me or something. Slide your name. I'm in Instagram. <laughs> 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 yeah, so um, it was pretty much bullshit to start. They moved off their pitch. Then they didn't get to play in the pitch that there was secondary booked. Yep. So the third venue they went to, and then it's they were they were allowed phase, to start. Like, I think they they let them move the fucking kickoff time to like by ten minutes. Oh, that was right. Yeah. Much do they have like? I'm not saying this in a bad way, but do they have like no fans that they're just like casually constantly moving the fucking stadium? No, like, ladies' football has actually been massively promoted. So there would be people who maybe have booked to go down to Dublin and they've just moved it to a different well, places. Because see, again, you can't have fans on the pitch because of the fucking. COVID oh thing, so. right, okay, okay. Yeah. So it didn't matter where they were right. putting it yeah, yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. But like I was at the, I've been at the ladies' all Ireland the last two years. So what they do in ladies' uh, football is there's three grades. There's senior, intermediate, and junior. And what they do very cleverly to get everybody in the Crow Park, and they've got like 50,000, they keep, it keeps getting bigger every year. They put the three finals on the one day. Mm-hmm. So you pay in and you watch the junior final, intermediate final, go for a bit of dinner and watch the seniors. That's good. It's class. That's a good day. Yeah, you're, yeah, there, yeah. you're there for like fucking six hours just watching That's football class. and having pints. That's really good. Well, what's the thing they do up north? It's the. Uh, the Gaelic rugby and football it's like a juniors cup they have all three of them in one day isn't, isn't it all around Christmas time or something they have no a, there's the, the rugby the schools cup is on St Patrick's Day and then the All-Ireland club championships is usually on St Patrick's Day isn't there a day that so they you have can like watch three rugby at the start then hurling then football yeah, 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 yeah. if you time out your BBC right mm. oh right okay, yeah. Uh, and it's mostly on RT I think unless there's a northern team in it so if you've got if like Kilcoo or across McLean or, or, or years ago St Gulls okay. Or Derek Boy or Dara Cross? No? Okay, cool. No. Um, so yeah, that, that was this week in sport. Okay, story time this week. Uh, it's slightly different. We're, uh, we're kind of doing the same thing as we did with St. Pauli and the Maradona episode where we're looking at a team, but then also a player who's uh, pretty much linked to that team. So this week we're talking about Belfast Celtic. Now, Belfast Celtic uh, were founded in 1891, uh, obviously named after their Glaswegian counterparts. Um, their home in Celtic, uh, Celtic Park, nicknamed Paradise, is where the park centre is now. I know, can you imagine anyone describing West Belfast as Paradise? <laughs> no, not, not West Belfast, the park centre. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. CEX in Iceland. Paradise! <laughs> it's like a fucking cyberpunk dystopia. Like, it proper is not nice. Um, they ended up winning their first league title in 1900 after beating local uh, rivals Linfield, who obviously have a majority yeah. Protestant. 
majority Protestant fan base where Celtic would have a Republican. Uh, the political violence that ran rampant in Ireland in the 1920s spilled on the football pitches in the stands of the Irish League. In 1920, the IFA fined and suspended Celtic following violent incidents at the Irish Cup semi-final against who else but Linville oh, I was going to say was it just were they just seeing leaving mass like, you're right <laughs> get out no so yeah this um, uh, the game ended up having to get abandoned because of fan violence and revolver rounds being shot off from both <laughs> sides which you know if there's anything that can make an old firm nowadays yeah. a little bit more exciting it's that Went from the old firm the old west <laughs> three seconds is, is there proof that it was actually revolver rounds or was it not just a starter pistol to start the round <laughs> yeah Hey, what's, what's the difference um, but yeah no um, Celtic were forced to abandon their 1920-21 season and didn't return to the Irish League till 1924-25 because of player safety because uh, every single one well the majority of the teams uh, bar Lisburn Distillery were staunchly in Protestant areas so it was seen as like it's very dangerous for them to go over to East Belfast to um, the Oval to play Glentoran uh, dangerous for the fans, dangerous for the players, whether it be from uh, Belfast Celtic fans or Glentoran fans or Limpil fans or anything like that starting trouble. So that's why they withdrew for those three years. Which, you know, it's kind of, it's impressive how they kept, uh, so what, three, four years they went without competing in the league but was still able to continue being a club. Which could, was, could they not have arranged those games in like a neutral venue like the Isle of Man <laughs> no <laughs> like I could have worked for them they uh, could have but hey uh, floating platform and strive for luck no <laughs> Um, but the beginning of the end for Belfast Celtic came on Boxing Day 1948 at Windsor Park when they were playing Linfield. Uh, now this is uh, one of, I would say, the most important and slash polarising days in Northern Irish football uh, because uh, Celtic were ahead for the majority of the game uh, until uh, Linfield scored in the final minute of the game to tie things up. Uh, their fans uh, were every every book I've read about this and every video I've watched about I've read two books about it by the way Humbleberg and um, what Thanks, plural yeah exactly um, uh, find the plural's book guy <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm not learned like you guys um, and every single uh, video I've watched it uh, claimed that Linfield fans were ecstatic at this point and this is the reason that they did this but like you know I've been very happy when West Ham scored I have done this um, but their fans invaded the pitch attacking the Celtic players uh, Robin Lawler and Kevin McLinden 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 um, who ended up severely injured but centre forward Jimmy Jones suffered a broken leg and was kicked unconscious by Linfield fans and the irony of it is Jimmy Jones being from the Protestant side of Belfast <laughs> So, like, literally, it is like they were like, find someone with a green shirt and fucking. And like, that was probably something like a Harlan Wolf boot. That was a trainer, like, he was just off a shift. <laughs> yeah, that was not like a Nightmare yeah, Max like, kind of job. It, it was, was 1940s prods were built differently, like, you know, lifting iron rods and shit every day. Uh, uh, obviously each side blamed each other but with uh, Northern Ireland's Protestant majority this type of behaviour was bound to happen again and Celtic decided that night on Boxing Day uh, to withdraw from the league uh, and Celtic played their final game uh, their, on, in the Irish League on the 30, uh, Thursday the 21st uh, of April 1949 where they defeated Cliftonville 4-3 at Celtic Park which just goes to show 
things don't change, you know, whether it be 2020 or 1949, Clifton Bill get beat, you know, <laughs> fuck him, hit <laughs> Do you know, I, I used to think that that Belfast Celtic, though it was told to me when I was a kid, I used uh-huh. to think that they went on to become Celtic <laughs> yeah. in Glasgow, and I was like, oh my god, really? That's such a and I was like, all right, no, it's not what happened. It's like the squirtle before it becomes yeah, territorial yeah. on Glasgow's. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, Jordan's a big uh, Crusaders man, so he has no time for Cliffin. But... Yeah, yeah, apparently hey, not. Didn't they bring Belfast Celtic back, though, or something? Or there's a... Uh, yeah, I'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, don't get him started, but oh, do, because it's part of the Yeah, story. yeah, yeah. Um, I think I know the guy who done as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, um, uh, they went on to play a North American tour that year, um, playing an all-star team from different New York teams, and they also played Scotland, the national team, for some reason. Uh, okay. it, yeah, beating Scotland 2-0 in front of... <laughs> Fifteen thousand fans, and you see, this is the special thing that the month before Scotland had won the British Isles Triple Crown in front of ninety-seven thousand people at Wembley Stadium, mm. obviously beating, you know, England, Wales, or, or England and Wales probably because Ireland probably wasn't invited, you know. Still but um, on yeah, the naughty stuff. <laughs> Still on the, the political naughty stuff. Um, I'm rebelling now. Set this one out. Exactly. Um, which was crazy, and from that time, Scotland have never played another club team. Oh, really? You could say they're scared of it, but, uh, you know. Um, they ended up just selling all their players kind of secretly and were replaced by North Belfast team uh, Crusaders in 1949. Oh, Crusaders took their place? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, how did the same shit not just happen again? They're like, well, this is the new Catholic team. Like, I don't, it's not that it's not like the, the prod's baffled, like, where did the Catholic teams go? <laughs> See, this is the genius of it. They replaced them with the Protestant team. <laughs> the not Protestant uh, team. Is called, That's the end of um, But yeah, at the end of it all, Celtic had one now I'm going to list all these off but I've added them up so you guys don't or anyone at home doesn't need to add them up uh, 14 league titles 8 Irish Cups 11 City Cups 6 Gold Cups 7 County Antrim Shales 11 Belfast Charity Cups 1 Dublin and Belfast Intercity Cup because that used to be a thing uh, 1 Belfast and District League Cup uh, 4 Northern Regional League Trophies and 4 Substitute Gold, Club, Gold Cups uh, which in their 58 year history they won 67 cups Jesus which is some fucking going lads so that's obviously more than one cup a season well yeah obviously yeah, yeah. but I that mean, was Belfast solid yeah that was Belfast solid fucking right tell you but I, 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 I the prods broke her legs <laughs> <laughs> it's the only Sorry. way they can do it imagine creating your own like perfect state like the things keep winning every match you'd be like what this is for us John. <laughs> this is our game yeah. what are you guys doing you don't even work we have, this is all we have to enjoy after work you should sit about all day <laughs> Um, but uh, we're going to look at a Belfast Celtic player um, called Patrick Joseph O'Connell. Uh, he was born on the 8th of March 1887 in Dublin. He was a midfielder who played for teams like Belfast Celtic, Sheffield Wednesday, Hull and Manchester United. Uh, before they were good, like this was before they were special. Way back, way back when. Way back when. Um, but is uh, internationally uh, famous uh, for being the man who saved Barcelona Football Club. Now, his coaching career started with Ashington as an assistant coach, um, living in the northeast of England, uh, his wife and four children back home in Dublin. Uh, then, in 1922, he disappeared and didn't tell anybody where he was going, and then his wife started getting letters from Santander in Spain. Uh, so he moved to Santander. Uh, not the not, not <laughs> I, yeah, I'm yeah. so confused. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, was he sending her wages for the way? I thought he was hiding in the lobby, like behind like, uh, <laughs> some like, plush sofa. 
No, uh, so uh, it's a it's a town in the north of Spain, and um, yeah, he never went back to his kids, which you could say is the most Irish Catholic thing possible. But yeah, so he then took over the managerial role at Racing Santander, which is their team there. Um, he must have been great at selling himself because he had very little experience, uh, but gu- guided Racing Santander to five regional titles in his first managerial role, which. You know, it's decent, oh, yeah. decent enough. Um, in 1929, he moved to Real Oviedo, uh, managing them until 1938, and he didn't really do anything there. Um, but then he moved to Real Betis, and between 1931 and 1935, he had actually won a La Liga trophy uh, with Betis, which was huge. Uh, and only one of nine teams, that was the uh, fact yeah, yeah, that But it's still the only La Liga that Betis has ever won. Oh, fuck, okay. To this day. Um, they won by beating his old team racing Santander to leapfrog Franco's team just before the start of the Spanish Civil War <laughs> to win La Liga which oh, oh fuck beautiful um, he then signed on to manage uh, FC Barcelona and at that uh, time he went on to be uh, one of the best managers simply because uh, the way he saved them from financial ruin um, but he ended up winning a Compa de Catalonia and a Copa de Rey final against Real Madrid as well. So yeah. I was gonna say if it's the obviously the Catalan people like so that's oh, a yeah, big yeah. deal for them. Yeah, yeah. But at yeah. that point, I mean definitely Barcelona probably didn't well, not in the history because it was so far so long ago, but mm-hmm. definitely not the clout that they had. Especially oh, yeah. being on the mm-hmm. being the Catalans on the losing end of the fucking Spanish Civil War. Exactly. Wait, they lost? What? Dude, the, the bad guys still watching that on YouTube, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Um, the bad guys won. I swear to God, if you tell me how the Easter Rising ends, I'll kill you. Both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get all my information from the Spanish Civil War and Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very confusing. There is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the guy with the eyes. Oh, is that that the <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, in the, the 1936-37 uh, season, the La Liga was suspended because of the Spanish Civil War, uh, but clubs in the Republican areas of Spain competed in the Mediterranean yeah. League. <laughs> uh, and at this stage, Barca were struggling massively financially, uh, not being able to play players, uh, pay players. They weren't able to pay O'Connell for managing the team, and the costs of like running their stadium were just getting too much, and there was a real threat of them seriously going under uh, but in early 1937 Barcelona received an offer from ex-Catalan businessman Manuel Mars uh, I tried so hard to pronounce it properly Manuel Mas Seriano is that Probably. Probably, yeah. I'm not um, reading this, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, so, but yeah, he was a Catalan businessman that was living in Mexico at the time, and he offered to bankroll, so he offered to pay for the whole squad to go out to Mexico and New York to play exhibition games to raise money for the club. Um, so they took him up in his offer, uh, and the money raised helped clear the debts of the club and continue and help continue it to function. Uh, they earned at that time fifteen thousand dollars from that trip, which I, I'm not sure what it is with inflation nowadays, but I'm yeah, sure right. it was a pretty good pot. Like why the fuck? Why didn't just do constant exhibition matches? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what money's at. You header your country's at war. Yeah, just do exhibition matches. We're on tour to the countdown. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. Great the, business. <laughs> the bad news is that only four players ended up returning to Spain with <laughs> O'Connell because they all seek asylum in Mexico and France. <laughs> 
and they refused to come back. I was just being that much of a because being was in, like in yeah. turmoil with the civil war, which is crazy. Like, but even with an extremely depleted squad, Barcelona were able to win both the Liga Catalonia and the Copa de Catalonia. So they're well. depleted four players. <laughs> well, they must have been. The squad's like, gone. None <laughs> left. You can't feel the famous uh, team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just the defense. Yeah. Yeah. They rely on goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, after that he moved to Sevilla um, from 1942 to 1945 and he came second in the La Liga in 1942. Uh, O'Connell then returned to Racing Santander before retiring from uh, football management and in 1959 uh, Patrick O'Connell died destitute, on the dole, living in his brother's loft in London. I shouldn't laugh but <laughs> it's pretty well, look, look at that uh, So there is the Irish Catholic part. Uh, <laughs> at that point yeah. basically it was... I mean, obviously, there wasn't the money in football no, that there was. That, that didn't exist until exactly. the 80s, 90s. But so he, was, he was probably paid the same as a fucking plumber. Yeah, yeah. right enough, yeah, there wasn't big money. But there just wasn't big cash in it, like, so it was, like, like, a lot of those guys had to get a job after they left. Like, my, my mum's uncle was a professional footballer. He ended up being working in a factory when he retired, you know what I mean? Because you're not retired with yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. fame and fortune. Yeah. Even we were speaking earlier on about how, like, uh, some, like, 50% of all professional footballers declare, no. declare yeah. bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not true that you think about it, because their, their prime is only five to about eight years, yeah. so they would eventually, you know, unless they're really budgeting really well, which they're not going to. You're just running out of fucking cash on yeah. this. I mean, a lot of guys will have their, their big money. Guys like your Ronaldo's and Messi's will have their big contracts and their mm. sponsors, and they will put that away. Mm. Yeah. But the average dude who's, your like, bread and butter. I'm making make a fucking five grand a week this is great yeah. and you're just like eh, but how long can you do that for and yeah. how long does it last and how long how much is your fucking interest by the way in your bank yeah. if you think that's going to do the rest of your days so, because yeah. as soon as it's over it's over there's no pension be at like yeah, five grand exactly. a week or something but or? I mean, and now we're talking about a guy who was nearly fucking playing football himself a hundred years ago and yeah. then managing that so but then also you have to look at uh, Messi and Ronaldo aren't going to be any like way monetarily uh, disenfranchised just because they don't pay tax yeah that's, <laughs> yeah. <as well. laughs> that's very uh, yeah, which very one of them nearly went to prison both, both or both and they oh. well technically nearly went to prison Luis Suarez was another one as well so it, it seems to be a lot of Barcelona kind of like and when they stars. caught in the Cayman Island thing like just uh, I think it was like some them. offshore bank thing but I don't know I, th- I think technically what they did wasn't illegal but it was like tax avoidance yeah. thing so uh, Lewis Hamilton is registered for tax in the Isle of Man because his private jet landed there he was on there somebody came on from the bank he signed the dockets and then flew off again he was counted as a he was counted then as a resident of the Isle of Man for tax purposes that's brilliant he didn't Donald. get off his private jet piece of shit I, I, you can afford to tax he, he just rolled the window down in a private jet and stuck out a big gold pen <laughs> was like, right. he probably didn't even it was just like a squibble <laughs> right that's back to Switzerland but I also don't pay <laughs> tax so let's go um, so just uh, the last wee bit on Belfast Celtic um so obviously the club would never play another competitive match but they played several friendlies including a match at home to Glasgow Celtic uh, on May 17th uh, 1952 when a team of ex-Belfast Celtic players took to the field and guess what uh, name they went under for the game? Newry FC Go again? Okay so they played Glasgow Celtic in 1952 when a team of ex uh, Belfast Celtic so they're not legally allowed to use the name anymore I don't think I, I don't know what the legalities of it were but uh, New yeah Newry FC in aid of De La Salle boys home in County Down oh that's what the game was for yeah it was in the end of them uh, a final match at testimonial was also played in Corian in uh, June 24th 1960 so how how long was that? So they were disbanded for like ten years. Yeah, they, yeah, roughly. So what they no, probably no, like, only even run the length themselves. 
Like, you know what I mean? Three or four years here, working at the shipyards and stuff like that. And keep you fit. Oh, with their Catholic team? Oh, yeah. They were working at the They were not in the We're working from Um But yeah, Celtic Park continued as a Greyhound Racing Stadium until 1985 when it was demolished and replaced by the Park Centre. Yo. Which is crazy. Here, I was wondering as well, see if it was like pro footballers, because obviously those guys would have had to disband the team and then go and find new people to play for. So mm. obviously it doesn't matter now because what people see as traditional Catholic or Protestant teams doesn't matter because yeah. everybody plays for them I wonder years ago could they do the old like here mate Belfast Celtic is folded can I come and play for like Coleraine and somebody would be like no RC need to play <laughs> <laughs> I wonder were they able to do that years ago yeah, I'm really good ah still yeah. where'd you go to school yeah <laughs> head into letter after G <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah um, so today there's a small museum opened in the park centre uh, by the Belfast Celtic Society and a plaque uh, reminds shoppers of the football team that used to play there um, my, my favourite fact on, on the player is his nickname who's this? Uh, Jimmy Jones? Pa- no Patrick so what, what oh is Patrick it? O'Connell yeah what, is, what his nickname was because oh. he saved Barcelona Don Patricio yeah. oh, oh that's nice oh, that's I'm going to call my son Don Patricio now <laughs> Fucking hell, that is... yeah. yeah. He sounds like some sort of like Dublin ecstasy dealer <laughs> who's in Spain and like, you know, Santa Ponza. Yeah, Dublin Tracy. Dublin But there's um, there's so there's a mural up just near, is it Milltown Cemetery? Yep, yeah, him. Yeah, uh, oh, just at the roundabout of him. Um, oh, I thought he was a provo. Who? No, no, oh, no. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I just <laughs> <assume>. <laughs> um, but yeah. Barcelona top of the <laughs> Uh, a new amateur club called Belfast Celtic Young Men were founded in 2013 and in 2018 third tier Belfast club Sport and Leisure Swifts Football Club announced plans to revive the Belfast Celtic name to most of the chagrin of the Belfast Celtic Society oh so they don't want them to come back yeah because I've seen there's a bit of controversy about mm-hmm. that do you know anything more i just seen that they, I just know people had announced it yeah. and other people have been kicking back against it But then. yeah I think it was just because they weren't the Belfast Celtic Society weren't kind of what are they waiting for <laughs> they're coming back yeah do you want anyone to have the name can anyone play under the name no uh, yeah no I think it's yeah. just um, so they a kid waiting for his dad to come back <laughs> he's coming back but uh... <laughs> like, Bel- he's not coming back Belfast Celtic like <laughs> Really yeah, he's moved to racing sand yeah. there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, I, I just think uh, Belfast Celtic didn't want them to the kind of memory of such a good team be tarnished by a team playing in the third tier yeah. um, who Go. are getting beat by Lauren in the Irish Cup like 6-0 or something like that in two, yeah that's that, that's, that doesn't happen Rangers like they come back and they're straight back in the <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly but, no clawing your way out of the bottom <laughs> we should honestly make like a really motivational Rangers film where like they struggle their way up the top and be like the evil Celtic <laughs> and make Celtic like the really oppressive ones you know yeah make like Stephen Gerrard like a messiah uh, character yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone had given up on them, and then Jared walks in. <laughs> Just go like, "We are the people." <laughs> and uh, on that note, that's the end of story time. <laughs> oh fuck, that was fun. Uh, moving on to games Spent, to watch. Uh, you never going to Boston? Then? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Boston. Yeah, Boston. My cousin lives there. He's Norsel. <laughs> Trump fan. <laughs> so yeah, moving on to games to watch this week on Tuesday: Barcelona against Juventus. <laughs> They could really use with the old fucking Don Patricio <laughs> managing them these I days. I mean, it says that is, uh, is Ronaldo playing? Uh, for Juventus? Yeah. 
So yeah. I'd say Juventus win then. Yeah, exactly. Well, Messi's playing for Barcelona. Is this one of his like. first matches playing for them, Juventus? No, no he's been there for it, but since he left Real to go yeah. over this. Oh, it'll be the first time he's played there. Yeah, second or third time that he's played them. Oh, um, I thought he hadn't played them uh, Rebel Leipzig against Manu. Yes, we need a point. Yeah. With for automatic qualification, or else we're fucking. Bleh. See what happens. I reckon you did. Um, uh, on Wednesday, uh, just because uh, Inter are playing Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, if they win, uh, Shakhtar Donetsk go through. Real Madrid are playing Gladbach in the Bernabeu, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I, I genuinely hope Real Madrid don't go through, because um, I'm a bitter, bitter bastard. Um, Friday, Leeds versus West Ham at Ellen Road. That could be good. Yeah. Our Leeds on the coming back up finally. They're they're Are in premiership again this season. Before play because they were out for years. Oh, yeah, 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 they've yeah, had yeah. they've had varying results, but their their style of football is class because it's just all Chaotic. attack. Yeah, oh. there's no it's fun to watch. There's no it's fun to watch because they're just all fitness. Yeah. And oh, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's great. And they're just chasing bringing ball and just like let watch them go. That's fine. I'm really happy that Stuart Dallas's you know ex Crusaders player is actually you know a quality player and a decent enough team. Yeah, he was first year in school when they went down from the Premier League for me. I think so now they're finally back up. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was it was it was a while ago. Was a while, but this yeah. this was a team that got to like was it two, was it a year or two years before semi finals of the fucking European Cup Champions League. Oh, like, right, no, why being down below quite a bit? That's brilliant. Yeah, like what is happening right now? I have the chance on the watches. Yeah, and then uh, Lauren are playing Linfield uh, at Inver Park in Lauren. That's a big deal. First, first versus second. Very interesting. I'd be interested to see what happens when the team with the multi-millionaire owner and the team with the backing of the entire IFA IFA board <laughs> play each other and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. See if um, immovable object meets the irresistible force. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like irresistible force. That is, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Saturday's game, uh, Manchester Derby, United at City. <laughs> or no, United playing Old Trafford. Uh, United are playing City at Old Trafford, though. Yeah, I said it. not as bad. Um, but also... <laughs> It's Man City, who have been lukewarm, yeah. quiet, lukewarm. Yeah, but we've yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but it's um, interesting. Man, Manchester Derby at Old Trafford with no fans. Same again, there are no such things at home game anymore. Yeah, if your fans aren't there. Why, why were the Millwall fans allowed in, but there's no other fans? Was that just a one-off? And they're like, oh, let's get Millwall fans. They're, they're, they're notoriously well behaved. <laughs> hey, it's, it's all about that content, buddy. Yeah. Charlotte fans, and there's so many teams in League One that they were trialing it basically for. Right. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it's all social distancing, wearing your mask, and all. And like West Ham <laughs> as well, the United game. Uh, so I think it's just because there's different severities all around England mm. uh, of lockdowns and stuff like that. So. Uh, like for example London's tier 2 I think and it got basically if you vote Tory you can go yeah yeah <laughs> exactly but if you live in the north of England with the rest of the poor people you fucking stay in your house yeah exactly what do you think you're doing enjoying yourself um, the Madrid derby as well on Saturday Atletico against Real Madrid that'll be good actually because I mean Atletico are dead and they're no women boys anymore like, no that, exactly that was and they're top of the league for. they're top yeah. of the league with them and uh, Sociedad so very interesting and then uh, Ligue 1 Ligue 1 Apparently, uh, um, PSG are playing Lyon at uh, Parc de France. Uh, where are PSG actually in the room? I was going to say, yeah. So at the minute, I, I know they they got beat recently, um, but I'll just look at the standings here for Ligue. I was one of those people who fell into the trap of wearing them as like a, just a fashion top. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. a it's a nice tops. top, like yeah, yeah. To be I, I, I have the nice top, top that I bought in Portugal, probably, so. <laughs> Yeah. So at the minute, the standings of uh, this. With loads of PSG are top, but Lille are second with 26 points, uh, and tied with them are Leon with 26 points. So if Leon win, they go top of the league, 
Um, and then Marche and Monaco uh, are fourth and fifth. And there's there's no real kind of surprises there. Um, uh, Bordeaux are tenth, uh, Saint Etienne fifteenth, and Dijon, Laurent, and. R- Dijon, the bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> way. Are we hungry here, this lineup? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Rennes as well. Rennes. Rennes. No, Rennes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the joke that never dies. And um, yeah, uh, that's all the. Exactly the bastard. <laughs> uh, that's all the games to watch, in my personal opinion. Now, give me some questions. Yes. I yes. want three for three. I can do this this week. So what we're doing basically is I only got one out of three. The annoying thing was I got the really hard question right, oh. and then Just got wrong. The two should have fucking done. <laughs> but so what sort of questions? Football related or sports? Yeah, anything, anything we've talked about, you can sort of reference back as well. Yeah. So, got three questions, okay. and uh, here we go. All right, ready? Okay. Alright, question one. Okay, go. Which NFL team are named after an Edgar Allan Poe Uh Baltimore Ravens. Nice work. Oh, one out of three. What is the name of the senior hurling trophy? Uh, the Liam McCarthy. Two out of three. Oh. Which Scottish team won two European trophies in 1983? Uh, two European trophies. Scottish team, Aberdeen. Well done. Ah, ding, 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 ding. He done it. Not bad. You know the thing was Look at the joy the, in that boy's face The two, for two I got wrong last week Once he told me the answers I did a proper Well for fuck <laughs> <laughs> That uh, That play, was a great question What's good wasn't it That was, that a, was a broad question. spectrum there For pity That was yeah. good Oh that was great So all that's left for us to do Is plug uh, Instagram and Twitter We're still ITPod32 Until I can be bothered to change it On Instagram We'll think of a wittier name <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan Robinson Comedy On Instagram Darren Matthews uh, Comedian What's your Insta? Uh, Just Barrack Boy And you'll find it any ah, social media uh, come up are you yeah. not uh, is it the you're not technically associated with that organisation I or? used to be the old line of crack when I had something horrifically <laughs> just brought up I was like did you say I was like no it's one of the other <laughs> <laughs> oh great I'm uh, receptionist <laughs> so thanks very much for coming on Cormac uh, pleasure thank you Darren for the cup of tea and thank you Jordan goodbye <laughs> just, 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 hold, hold for hold. applause <laughs> hold, hold. <laughs>